0: You're listening to the Thriving Nurse Podcast. I'm your host, Abby Sanchez, and this is episode 178 Summer Love is the mental load crushing your marriage. Did you know your nursing dream job is out there? But it's not something you find, it's something you create. And I can show you how. I'm Abby Sanchez, and I'm a life coach for nurses. Using my experience at the bedside, along with my psychology degree, I help nurses build confidence manage overwhelm, and fall in love or back in love with being a nurse. So come along with me, and I'll help you create the career and life you crave. You ready? Let's go. All right, my friends, we've got a good topic today. We're going to be talking about if the mental workload is crushing your marriage. So I'm curious if you're familiar with this term. Have you heard that term like, the invisible workload or the mental load of women that happens when a lot of times in heterosexual relationships and especially with kids and families. So what this is referring to, if you're not familiar with it, is the energy it takes to do all of the invisible tasks of managing a household. So like with a household, obviously there's physical tasks, right? There's taking the kids to soccer practice, there's cooking dinner, there's buying groceries, there's paying bills, there's cleaning the bathrooms. Those are all the physical things. But the mental workload is all the invisible things that we don't see, but it's what happens behind the scenes to make everything run. So there's two parts to it. There's the cognitive workload, which is like the organizational stuff. So maybe if you are in charge of getting your kid to soccer practice, you're thinking through the schedule of the day and who's working when and what car is going to be available and if you're going to have time or who you can contact on the team to get your kid to get the ride. So it's not just making the phone call or giving the kid a ride to soccer, but it's all the coordinating that's going on in your head to get them there, right? Or it could be buying your mother-in-law a birthday present. The physical act is actually buying the present, but the cognitive load is thinking about when you're going to do that and how much time you need to take to ship it and what you're going to get for and how that fits in your budget and just all the managerial like organization tasks that's just going on in your head. And that takes a lot of energy to think through and plan those things. The second part of the mental workload is the emotional aspect of it. So there's the cognitive part where it's organizing everything. And then there's the emotional aspect where we're thinking about how everybody's doing, right? Like, how are my kids doing at school? Are they making friends? Are they feeling nervous? Do they feel comfortable in their class and with their teacher? Are they learning everything that they should be. So, it's kind of I think often worrying about the people around us and how their emotions are doing and how everybody is holding up. So, this mental workload, I it's one of those concepts that when I first came across it, which was a while ago, I came across it on this comic on Facebook that was depicting it. It was this woman who in the comic was trying to make dinner and her husband asked How can I help? And it showed like everything going on in her head where it's like, yes, it's nice that her husband was taking on a physical task, but she still had all this mental managerial stuff going on. And now she had to delegate to him and instruct him on what to do and supervise him. And so it was just showing that this mental workload exists. And it was one of those concepts that when I first heard about it, I was like, oh my goodness, yes. That's what I've been feeling. I've been feeling this heaviness, this pressure, this busyness, and it's exhausting. And one thing that makes it so hard to identify is because it's invisible. All right, like you can sit down with your partner and make a list of the physical tasks that you and your partner both do around the house. And maybe there wouldn't be a drastic difference, right? Like I know there's different divisions of labor in households all the time. And still, even with women who are working in heterosexual relationships, there is still a gender gap as far as how much housework they do. So I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, in many relationships, the woman is doing the bulk of the housework, but it might not be as crazy out of balance as past generations, right? Where gender roles were held too much more strongly. And it was the man goes to work and the woman does everything at home. And now it often is split up a little bit differently, right? And every relationship is different, but you could sit down with your partner and you could look at what you do and what they do as far as the physical tasks go. And even if it's not extremely out of balance you might still feel a lot more exhausted and drained because there's all this invisible work that you're doing that is draining your energy. So that was a huge relief to me when I first learned of that. So if this is your first time hearing about that, I don't know how you're reacting to it. I'd be curious to hear if that's a relief to you. Another emotion I felt when I first learned about it was anger. So if that's how you feel as you kind of process this and start noticing it in your life, it's okay if you feel angry. Anger is an emotion that we feel when we perceive an injustice. And in some cases, I would say this is an injustice, right? It's, it's built around gender norms and stereotypes and isn't something that women necessarily are choosing and inviting and wanting but it's a societal norm. So we can acknowledge that it it exists and we might think that's not fair and you might feel some anger around it. So if you do, that's okay. But what we're going to talk about in this episode is how we can minimize that mental load so you can have more energy and you don't have to carry that mental load by yourself. Okay, so the reason I want to talk about this, this is true for everybody, and men do also carry some mental load. I'm not saying that they don't carry it at all, but studies have shown that it is much higher, especially in heterosexual relationships, that the woman carries a much heavier mental load. And so if you're a nurse, and you're working, and you're doing the bulk of the housework, and you're carrying this invisible mental load, it makes perfect sense that you're exhausted. But this becomes a problem for us. I mean, because being exhausted isn't fun, right? But it can also cause some anxiety and depression when we're so drained and we're so stressed out about managing everything and taking care of everyone. And it kind of perpetuates this cycle because since we're so busy and exhausted, then we don't have time or energy for the things that are going to help us feel more balanced in our lives. We don't take the time for ourselves because that's one more thing to manage. That's one more thing to add to the to-do list. That's one more thing to coordinate with everyone else's needs. And other people might be upset if we're taking time for ourselves. And so now we're it's that emotional load again where we feel guilty and we're worried how other people feel and all of that. So what happens is as we spin out in all of those emotions and are exhausted, and not taking care of ourselves. The reason I titled this episode is the mental load crushing your marriage is because then we often start to feel resentful towards our partner. Because as we are feeling all of these emotions and we're looking around, the easiest, most logical available person to blame is our partner, right? Because we think they should be taking on more of this load. They should be doing more around the house. And we feel like we're their mom, right? Have you ever felt that way? I've heard people say that all the time, but they're like, I feel like I'm my husband's mom because I'm managing everything, right? I'm organizing him. I'm keeping him in check and his life on task and all of that, right? And so we start to resent our partner because our needs aren't being met and we don't think they're doing enough. And then it causes more issues in our relationship, right? Either we're silently seething, feeling resentful, or we start nagging, or it blows up into a big fight where we then feel like we're the bad guy for being irritated about all of these problems and tasks we're carrying and accomplishing invisibly and not being thanked or appreciated for. So so you see how it causes this whole big spiral? So today, what we're going to talk about is how to minimize all of that, okay? Because as we do, then we can let go of some of this resentment and frustration in our relationships, and also let go of some of the mental load and have more energy. Okay, my friends? So as I was thinking about this, I was thinking about where does the mental load come from? This wasn't something that was really addressed in much of what I read. So I was kind of piecing together just different ideas and from other things that I had read that weren't referring specifically to the mental load, but I was like, I think this is kind of coming into play here. So what I believe, this is my theory, is that it's both nature and nurture. Okay? So the nurture part, so when we talk about nature and nurture, it's nature is like biological aspects of it, right? And then nurture is societal aspects. And I think we tend to put the blame on the societal aspects where like, because of gender roles, because of gender stereotypes, because of oppression of women, all of that, we've come to this place where it's just kind of expected that the woman coordinates everything, that she's in charge of everything as far as managing the household and making sure everyone's taken care of. And I would agree with that. I would say, yes, like I think that that's true. Gender inequality definitely exists, that gender stereotypes and gender norms definitely exist and perpetuate this way of living and operating in relationships. But the nature part I don't hear talked about as often. And this was something I found really interesting. And again, it wasn't specifically talking about the, um, the mental load when I was reading about this, but I was reading about the neurological development of men and women and the differences of what happens in utero with a biological male and a biological female. So in the process, in utero, when the testes develop in the male, then they have testosterone and biological females have estrogen. And as that floods their brain, it creates different development of their brain. Now, I am not like a neurologist. I am not an expert as far as that goes. But what this book was saying was that basically what happens, the analogy they used was that a woman's brain will develop with much more interconnecting pathways. So the different parts of their brain will all be connected and strung together. And they use the analogy of a bunch of different computers that are all connected on the same network. And biological females, their brain develops in a way that everything is interconnected and what happens then is when we're faced with a problem, it's like we open a web browser on our computer and each new thing that comes up, each new problem to solve, we open another web browser and another web browser. I don't know about you guys, but that's how my laptop looks most of the time. I have my Chrome tab open, my web browser open, and then I have a gazillion tabs open. And that's what our brains tend to be like right? We're like, we have a tab for grocery shopping. We have a tab for how our kid's doing at school. We have a tab for that gift we need to buy. We have a tab for our work schedule. We have a tab for that conversation we have had with a friend last week that maybe we said something and we're not sure what they thought about it. We have a tab for our husband being stressed at work. We've got tons and tons of tabs open. And it's because of how our brain developed where everything is interconnected. Whereas males, biological males, the way their brain develops is it doesn't have as many interconnecting parts. Like it's not, everything's not as interwoven together. So when they're thinking through things, they tend to be able to open one web browser, do some deep work on that, and then close it out. So I found this really interesting when I heard about it, because for one, I could definitely relate to it. But as I was thinking about it with the mental load, it made a lot of sense to me that this adds to the mental load. The way that biological females brains develop is that we keep all these tabs open, everything's interconnected, and it's hard for us to close those tabs down. So while we're making dinner or grocery shopping or taking care of the kids or at work, we still have all these other tabs open that we're doing work on. We're trying to figure out and solve all these problems. And that's kind of exhausting, right? So for me, that helped, especially I told you about the anger part of all of this that I was feeling before and still do feel sometimes where I'm kind of mad at society, right? I'm kind of annoyed with it. I'm kind of like, that's unfair, But then I'm also like, and it just makes sense that this is how my brain works, that it's hard for me to close down tabs, or it might be harder for me than it is for a male to just not worry about something, just to shut that tab down and move on to the next thing. So for me, that was all helpful to realize because yes, we can create some societal change to minimize the invisible load that we're carrying. We can reject gender norms and stereotypes and gender roles that we don't want to conform to, but also part of it is within us and we need to learn to manage our own brains better so that we're not compounding that issue more for ourselves. We have the power to shut those tabs down. It might take a little more work and effort and practice, but we can do it and we can erase some of that mental load ourselves. So as I was thinking about how to help you guys and to help myself reduce the mental load, I was thinking about how if it is all just society, if it's all just our partner and the media and all of that, if it's other people who need to change to decrease our mental load for us, then we're kind of stuck. And so what has helped me make progress on this in my life is to make it my problem. Sometimes it feels really good to make it other people's problem, right? Like my husband's doing it wrong. My employer is doing it wrong. My father-in-law is doing it wrong. Like We think that it's all the people around us that are doing it wrong because they hold on to those gender norms or stereotypes or they're not taking on the invisible workload. But the thing is if it's their problem, if they're the one causing the problem, then they hold the power to fix it or not. And so I like to make as many things as possible. My problem. If I'm focused on how it's my problem, then I can start to get leverage over it because then I have the power to do something about it and to fix it. So what's helped me with this is to ask myself these questions, and I want you to ask yourself these questions too, okay? If you're feeling this burden, this mental load, ask yourself these questions. So one is, how am I believing the societal norms? We can just accept like, yes, there are gender stereotypes, there are gender roles, there are expectations out there, but how am I believing them? You see how then that makes it your problem and you can actually do something about that. If we're just like, they need to all stop believing these gender roles and stereotypes. We can make progress on that by speaking up and advocating and all of that. But to get that personal progress in your life, you have to ask, how am I believing those things? So for me, I used to believe this a lot more. I used to believe It's my job to make sure my husband doesn't lose his wallet or he doesn't lose his keys or to worry about it. At least if he does lose his wallet or his keys, it's my job to make sure the house is clean because I used to believe that's a reflection of the woman, of the mom, even though I didn't want that responsibility. I was like, that's what society tells me, but I just stopped believing that I was like, no, this is a reflection on our entire family of how we live how much we value cleaning up the habits we've formed, what's going on in our lives. This is a reflection on all of us. It's not just reflection on me. So I recognize I've been believing all of this and maybe I don't want to believe it anymore. Okay, so that's one question you can ask yourself. You can ask, how am I accommodating this way of living? So for instance, The other day I realized I was kind of accommodating it. My husband and I are getting ready to go on a cruise. When you guys hear this, it comes out on Friday. So we'll be leaving on our cruise on Saturday, no kids, just me and my husband and a bunch of our friends. It's going to be amazing. (laughs) And there's been a lot of work going into preparing for the cruise, right? But one of the things that I realized I was managing was we had to submit vaccine attestations to show that we had been vaccinated before we could go on the cruise. And I was, you know, trying to figure out everything we needed to do online to submit this. And as far as our booster shots and different things, and then I was worried that my husband wasn't getting his stuff done on time. And I kept talking to him about it and trying to remind him. And then I realized this is not my load to carry. So I had been accommodating. I had just been taking on all of the jobs and all of the tasks. Now there's some of it that I'm willing to do, right? I purchased the crew, so I'm getting all the emails and I know that this needs to be done as far as submitting these vaccine attestations. So like I'm willing to pass that information on to him. But if it's starting to burden me where I'm worrying about it constantly and giving constant reminders, like it finally clicked for me that I was accommodating this mental load in my relationship. And so when I realized that I forwarded him the email and I was like, there you go. Like now you are empowered with everything you need to figure this out. And then I just let it be up to him to figure that out or not. Okay. So notice in your life, how are you accommodating it? How are you taking on the mental load when maybe you don't need to be We have to be willing to hand it off to other people and let them do the job or not do it and then have the consequences of those actions. Okay. The third question you can ask yourself is how am I creating what I don't want? So for me, with the vaccine attestation, I was creating what I don't want by keeping all the information to myself not giving him the information he needed or the links he needed to be able to do it on his own. So that might be one way. Maybe you're not passing off some of the information. Maybe sometimes it just feels like it's easier to do it myself than to try to manage someone else and delegate to them. So if that's true, that's okay, but make that choice consciously. Be like, either I wanna own this task or I wanna give it to someone else. Maybe you're not delegating and you're creating what you don't want because you want it done a certain way you really want to make sure it's done correctly and you'll be upset if they do it wrong or mess it up in your mind and so maybe that's why you're holding on to it all so again that's okay but let's do it consciously is this something that it really matters if they do it a different way can i let go of some of that control and let them do it their way Or do I want to intentionally choose to keep all these tasks and the mental load associated with it in order to make sure it'll get done in a way that I'm happy with? So how are you creating this for yourself? Now, that's not to blame you. It's not your fault that there are gender norms and gender stereotypes or any of that. I'm not saying you're taking the ownership of that, but I'm saying in your personal life, How are you accommodating it? How are you creating it? How are you believing it? That's where you have the power to change it. Okay. Now, the last thing I want to talk to you about is that emotional mental load that I mentioned, how often it's worrying that's a big part of the emotional load. We're worried how our kids are doing. We're worried if our partner is doing what they're supposed to, right? Like I was worried if my husband had submitted the vaccination attestation. So a lot of it is worrying, right? It's not really doing the jobs or even planning for the jobs. It's just worrying about if things are getting done, how everyone's feeling, how everyone's doing. And what I want you to know is, Often we talk about worry as if it's not optional. Did you know worry is optional? You might be in a habit of worrying, just like you have other habits, right? You might have a habit of picking your nails. So if you want to stop picking your nails, it's not going to be easy right away. But it is possible to choose to stop picking your nails, just like it's possible to stop worrying about things. So we can decrease so much of that mental load if we don't buy into the idea that worry is productive or necessary. So to give you another example, as we've been preparing for our cruise, one of the things we needed to do was find someone to watch our dog. I mentioned this to my husband the other day, we were making dinner and I said, oh, we need to find someone to watch Misty. She's our little miniature Australian shepherd. And he said, oh, do you want me to spearhead that? And I was like, oh, yes, absolutely. Thank you. Right? So it was awesome that he offered to do it. But the thing was, is often what we do, why so many people say they don't like delegating to their partner or delegating at work or whatever, is because then they're still going to worry about it. Sometimes we like to have that control, to know it got done, to know that it's being done correctly. But worry is optional. So here's how this looked for me with my husband. He had said, you know, oh, do you want me to take care of that? And I was like, yeah, that'd be awesome. And then in my mind, what happened is I closed the tab. Remember how women tend to have those web browsers that are full of tons of tabs open. We can learn to just close those tabs once we're willing to trust other people and We're willing to let the consequences happen if it doesn't go the way we hope, if they don't follow through on it perfectly. So I closed that tab, even though the next day my husband was at work and he had been trying to coordinate who's going to watch our dog. And he sent me a text and was like, oh, you know, the people that we thought were going to be able to watch Misty can't. And what would have been my temptation in the past is to then open up that tab again in my brain and pour all this energy into worrying about it. Like, oh my gosh, we only have this many days till our cruise. We haven't figured this out. Who's going to watch the dog? And I would have taken that all back on myself, even if he was still delegated the task of, of finding someone to watch our dog. But in that moment, I was like, nope, that tab is closed for me. So that's a bummer that his first attempt to find someone to watch our dog didn't work out. But it's still his task, and I'm gonna let him own it. All right, so worry is optional. You don't have to indulge in the worry. You can delegate and let go. And that is a beautiful thing. Now, I want you to know this is gonna take practice. You're not gonna be perfect at this. As you start noticing the mental load in your life and trying to stop indulging in it and accommodating it and believing that all of those things are your responsibility, as you try to make changes on this, you're not going to do it perfectly. And I still don't do it perfectly either. But I've come a long way from where I was, where I have a lot less guilt, a lot less worry, a lot less overwhelm, as I've chosen to stop believing that I'm responsible for everything but some days you're not going to do it very well. You're still going to be overwhelmed and flooded or you're going to think that you're managing everything fine until all of a sudden it is so overwhelming and you're totally flustered and you're like, oh my gosh, I do need help. I should have given these tasks away earlier or not taken them on. That's going to happen sometimes. But I want you to notice that the overall trajectory As you make progress, where sometimes you're going to do really well on it, and other times you're going to have those days where you thought you were managing everything, and then all of a sudden you feel like you're crushing under the pressure, you're going to have ups and downs with it. But just notice the trajectory of how you're changing, of how you're not buying into it anymore, you're not taking it all on anymore. And as you keep moving in the direction you want to go, that load will get lighter, and you'll get better and better at just leaving the load behind like not even picking it up to begin with but it's going to take practice all right my friends thank you for joining me for this episode this is actually our last summer love podcast episode it's been really fun doing these episodes with you over the summer but i decided you know i'm going on my cruise next week so i'm actually not going to be doing any podcast episode next week just cuz i want to take that break But when I come back, I'll be back on Wednesdays doing our typical episodes and we'll have wrapped up our summer love. So thank you for joining me for these episodes. I hope they've been helpful to you. And now I'm going to go and enjoy my cruise. So make sure you're following me on Instagram. I'm sure I'll share some of the adventure with you. We've got a really fun 80s night happening on the cruise that I bought this awesome dress for. It's got like one huge puffy sleeve on one side. And then the other side is sleeveless and it's shiny purple metallic. It's gonna be awesome. I'm so excited. But, anyways, follow me over on Instagram. I'll share some of our adventures with you guys. And then I'll be back in a couple weeks for another podcast episode. All right, take care, my friends. Talk to you later.